wrestling is hard where every side is the dark side of the ring. Yay! Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email us questions, complaints at wrestling is hard at gmail.com. I am Jim. Hello, Brandon. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. <clears throat> A little under the weather, but I think I sound all right, so we can we can push through for an hour or two. Just uh, yell good, through everything. Yeah, I'll scream at you guys. Had a good weekend. Caught up with your brother on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? I got to say. Oh, by the way, Chris, how are you? You guys can talk. Good. I'm fantastic. Great week. <laughs> very classy guy, this Chris Lordani. Really impressed me. He texts me Saturday about 5 o'clock. Doesn't really, doesn't really mention anything. Says, you know, we talked about it on the podcast Tuesday. Maybe we'll watch the fight. Text me. Says, hey, I'm buying it. Okay. I don't even let him know I'm coming over till about 10 o'clock. I, I, I messaged him back. Say, hey, Sidney and I, my girlfriend, we're on our way over. I get there. I see right in front of the TV is a uh, little high top table, two seats with a with a uh, white piece of paper on scribbled reserved. And I'm like, huh, I wish oh, I would have yeah. got here earlier. I could have grabbed this. Go around the corner. The place is packed. Say, hey, what's up, Chris? He sees me. Yo, that table's for you two right there. Right for the TV. Tons of service from this guy. We had a great oh, time. Yeah. Couldn't appreciate it more. How'd the, how'd the show go? The fight show. Yeah, we had a good fight show. The fight show was good. It was, uh, you know, it was good. Good fight show. Who won? Who fought? I don't know anything. Explain to our listeners. What John Bones Jonesy. Yeah. John Bon Jovi? Yeah. John Bones Jones. John Bones Jonesy. He uh, so. came back after, what, three years? And uh, beat a guy in less than two minutes. Uh, that was the main event. And, um, and, uh, but the undercard, the co-main event, um, the woman who lost, that was a massive fucking upset. Massive. I saw her face. Her face was two different colors. That's what happens when your jaw almost gets ripped off your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did see, like, you know, I don't pay attention to this, but, you know, I catch, I catch some stuff and I saw some training videos of the woman. Training to counter, I guess this woman's really has this really good spinning heel kick or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, they were showing training videos of. She likes to her. spin around. She's a spinner. They were showing training videos of this wor- woman just working on countering that thing over and over and over and over again. It's pretty fucking cool. Did, did it work? Did she counter it? You'd have to ask Brandon. I was in. Uh, I was kind of busy. She did. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That that ended up being what happened. Yeah. She uh, usually when that Valentina Shevchenko gets tired, she starts going for some Superman punches, some spinning back fists, and uh, she ended up getting taken down late in the fight and then strangled. But it was a good time. I got to see Chris too uh, interact with the karaoke man at Nick's. Uh, yeah, we give it to <laughs> couldn't hard. tell if it was it couldn't tell if these were real fights or fake yeah, fights. But I, I love that, guy. that guy's awesome. Yeah. Joking around. He has so, said things in the past on the microphone and gone too far, and I've pulled them aside and given him the old. If I got to talk to him, I got to give him the old. Look, you're not making me look good over here. <laughs> Says one, well, why don't we chill out for a little bit? Says, oh man, I'm sorry. But even then, I got to listen to him apologize all night long, and I don't want to listen to that. So yeah, I just level. try to roll with it. How are you nice. doing, Jim? Good, solid weekend. Went out with my uh, in-laws. We got some drinks and stuff. Drank way too much. I had sex, which doesn't happen. Which is uh, awesome. Yeah, he's like an old man. Like, <laughs> well, it's awesome. Were you like, were you like Hito Rick? <laughs> I was. It was, was ripping and tearing. tearing there, Jim? My lungs were ripping and tearing. I was out of gas, oh. brother. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> it's a lot easier when you're doing it by yourself. Ooh, brother. Put it down. Put it down, brother. I, 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 it was awesome. It was you got that thing on him? 
That's fucking great. I did drop that thing. It was amazing. <laughs> I love how you get to a certain age. So imagine how I feel. You get to a certain age and it takes massive amounts of alcohol to get that going. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I can't. So imagine. Hey, the Hamms is perfect. The kind of Took that Hamms big glass of water. By the time I was done going, it was like. The big, I, little piggy dick was sticking straight. Really? All right. Yeah, it was good Oil, oil. Timed it out. <laughs> Timed it out. How long does that last? The hymns? Yeah. As long as you want it to. You just get boned up pretty quickly. And does it go away? Yeah, and then when you start thinking about boning again, it comes back up again. That's weird. Like, I've never had it where I've only used it a couple times, but I've never had it like con- like you take it and now you're like walking around with your dick hard. Yeah, it's I never. Kinda, I just thought I never like, used anything. It's like kind of like that. Still, I'd be like, ah, all my life. I got to get rid of it. So it's never like this. It's never hanging. <laughs> it's kind of like in a semi-erect. I think it's the job, though. And you got to get the the, uh, the cock ring out. Just really pinch it at the, oh. at the base. Oh. Get it. You, get, oh. you do this. You do the pinch on the, uh. on the base. They get all the blood to the head so you can get it in there. I get it in there. Uh, you're bringing back flashbacks of me. It is. All those fucking nights. You got to get in there. Like, yes, squirming it in. Oh, God. Oh, good stuff. There you go. Well, I had a pretty cool Bravo. mail day today. Bravo. What's that, Chris? I had a pretty cool mail day today. Oh, you got toys? Let's see. No, I didn't get toys. My wife What'd you got? Something. Right here, actually. Oh, it's pretty big. Well, it's, you know, as big as one. Sweet. Look at that. Let's move the microphone. Look up there. Can't really tell. Welcome, Rob Halford. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Sweet oh, Rob sad. Halford. This Rose found this guy on, I guess, Etsy. Yeah. You know, where the ladies shop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I shop there, too. Yes, yeah, so I do. And, um, yeah, so I don't know if you can see it or not, but it's pretty cool. But here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. Sorry. Moved away from my mic there. So I opened it up. And that's a hobby. To get these that's visual cues, you'll have to go to YouTube. Yeah, that's a Hobby Lobby uh, frame. So uh, I got yeah, to spend yeah. some time in the home. It's where people gather. I oh, like my favorite aisle. <laughs> the fucking best. I love it. It's the best. It's so bad. Like if you it's walk so into somebody, you walk into somebody's house and they got that shit on the wall. That's where they went. They went to Hobby Lobby. Yeah, or uh, the home store. That's another one. My uh, my neighbor and I constantly. This woman that lives next door constantly. Every time I have, because I go in there by paintbrushes once in a while. Mm-hmm. Every time I go in there, I make sure I walk up to one of them and <laughs> take a picture and send it to her. Like those fucking sign people. Yeah. But he sent me this. This one was free. So we got modern Rob Halford. Yeah. Then this one was an 8 by 10 It's kind of hard to see, but it's old, you know, past Rob Halford. Young Rob Halford. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. I got to find a frame for that. There you go. Rob Halford. Guys, uh, what's the guy's name? Rob Halford? <laughs> no. Uh, I want to see how many times uh, you can say his name. McHugh Designs. I can't read his signature, but that was the guy who did it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Very happy with it. It's going to go yes. right on my wall. I was going to put it up before we got started, but I've also been pulling all my toys out of the, a lot of my toys out of the cabinet that were in blister packs and hanging them on the wall, which is I'm running out of room here. I'm getting. Uh, I just picked up a um, like a uh, what's it called? Little uh, roadie bat box, you know, for equipment. Electrical equipment. Take my toys and stick them in there. My room is a fucking mess. From here, all you see is a couple flags and some plants behind me. Foliage. I can't do shit until they go outside. They go outside as soon as it gets warm and I can clean this thing up. Just boxes. Stinks. 
Brandon, how's your floor look? <laughs> yeah, I have too much shit too. I, I, been selling shit on eBay for the most of the time. I've been unemployed. I feel like I've, I think I've sold like 200 things, which sounds like a lot, but I still look around. I'm just like, oh my god, there's too much shit in here. So that's yeah, how you I'm trying to get too much shit. I'm trying to get all my stuff up here so I can look through it and say, see what I think's worth dumping. Oh well, it's funny. All those Funko Pops, Chris. <laughs> Dude, please, right, bro? They just they're selling their entire stock for nothing. They're throwing them in the trash. They're taking them to the to yeah. the uh, dump. So I have I have a number I have a bunch of boxes behind me. You can't see them. I don't know if you can see them if on video, but the reason why I bought them was because they perfectly filled the void between the top of the cabinet and the and the and the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And when you walk up the steps in my basement, you can see where the wires are for the lights. I just didn't right. like the way it looked. So I you I bought that and it worked out perfectly. But I I mean I bought ones that you know I was like, they had to be cool. I mean, it had to be something I really want, like, you know, Star you Trek stuff. You didn't stuff. buy them as an investment? No. I've never, I've never bought anything as an investment in my life. Um, but I was sent a message. I was sent an article. Oh, you might find this interesting. And they were dumping their whole pro- – and I said to the person, I said, yeah, they're Beanie Babies. They have every IP that's available. They bought and they put out a billion things that all essentially look exactly the same. You don't do you mean you don't have seven different versions of Grogu, the baby Yoda? No. No, no, no. No, I could to me figure out who Grogu was. No. I mean, I got some <laughs> good ones, but you know, they're they're but I'm taking. I got a whole box of them out of a, a whole box of them that aren't packaged, along with all my wrestling ones, and they're all going to the dude. And I'll probably get twenty bucks for them all. Hell yeah! By uh, forty or fifty of them, not even. So I can't believe that, that company. Bucks. I can't believe that company lasted as long as it did because they were just they couldn't stop. They, there was a new variation every two days of whatever interest that you had. They were producing another piece of content for you to buy. It's so oversaturated for so long. Not that, like you said, not as, not as, uh, if you're not buying it to collect, who the fuck cares? But it's kind of what the backbone of that shit is, is that's mm-hmm. desirable. And they, uh, hopefully whoever owned that thing stocked some cash away because well, they got they, going down fast. They make a ton of other shit. You know what I mean? And some of their other stuff, like I said, it's not just those pops that they make. They make some other stuff. I have some other things that they make. You know, like, Weird little minis, but you know, I mean, even them, they all, as a collector, when you get to, when you see something, you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you look at it and it's got that Funko name on it. You're like, oh, it's trash. Only because there's going to be 8 billion more of these and it's, there's really nothing unique about it. So let's just throw a bunch of shit against the wall and see what sticks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if the company's going under, but they put out so much goddamn shit and it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it's the, there's always another sucker and eventually you run out of suckers. And I guess with the Funko Pops, they've run out of suckers. Nobody wants them anymore. Right. That's my Nendoroids. I don't collect those anymore. At least I know they're numbered. There's only a limited amount. What? Nendoroids? You don't know who they are? No. I'll Google them and then you keep talking. Yeah, they're like uh, anime and manga characters, but they're fully posable. Ne- neon android? Neon androids. Nendoroids. <laughs> yeah, you pull your face off and pull their faces off and hands and everything. I yeah, I have, 
are they the ones with the numbers on the boxes? Yeah. Yeah, I have a uh, a link from the link. Wind Waker. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The, the boxes themselves are numbered as well. Like, there's a count. They're not just, like, number 134. That's on the front. On the back of it, it's this many out of, you know. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. So. I always... I They're still worth what I paid for them. That's all I care about. I just assumed that they said, <laughs> that's funny. I I never actually looked at what they were called. I, they come from Good Smile, right? That's the name of the company. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I just assumed that it's. Aeon Android? Aeon Android. I never actually looked at it. I have one, and he's, uh, I mean, I love him. He's a, he's a cool little fig. And I think they came out with an Osco one. And I really like that, but I didn't buy it. But even like Oscar, Oscar who? The wrestler? Oscar, the wrestler, yeah. Oh, gotcha. yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Not, 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 um, Evangelion. Isn't that what you're right. thinking of? Yep. Yeah, no, the wrestler. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, they're pretty cool. The Japanese version of Funko Pats. They're pretty yeah. cool, though. All right, you want to talk about wrestling? <laughs> yeah, please do. I'm having flashbacks of, uh, me at my first job out of college. <clears throat> Driving to the King of Prussia Mall on my lunch break to Hot Topic and trying to snag the exclusive Funko Pops that could have some resale value to, to pay my rent. Star days, man. I don't want wait, to wait. Wait, what's it? Did, that, did you get chucked off of eBay because of Funko Pops? Yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly what that's happened. That's why you got back. Funko Pops. Uh, that, I mean, it's probably four years ago, but yeah, I got chucked off of eBay because I was if I wasn't flipping the the Funkos for enough money, I was a little slow to the post office. Have you ever gotten those ads on your phone for um, people going to pay the bill at a restaurant? And they're like, hold on, my bank account's low. And then they play solitaire on their phone, and then they go, oh, I won. <laughs> on yeah, I, can pay my, I can pay for my french fries. Could you have, like, and there's money that you falling? can finance right now. It cracks me up. You can finance, like, a uh, Uber Eats, like, pork roll, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich. It's like. If you go to order a pizza, they're like, yeah, you can pay with Klarna for $3 a month for the next seven months. <laughs> oh, my God. Anything to get your money, anything to get your info. That's what they're buying, right, I would assume. When you're uh, – you're in, like, like, how is there money in that information? I don't get it. There's not, explain to me. Just, there's not. No, I, I read this whole thing about it. It's like it doesn't work, but – that's, a, that's a, a new thing now. Yeah, it's just like, we'll try it. Here's $2 billion to see if it works. See yeah. if somebody will finance. I saw you could finance a dog, which I thought was funny. Like the, uh, really repossess it. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> Yo, you can't afford it. You probably shouldn't buy it. Like busting into a house and trying to repo a, a dog. I was I listening just, to, uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan had Coffeezilla, who's a guy who exposes fraudsters. On videos, okay. I think he he might be the guy that gets the the Indian or Pakistani or Bangladesh Bengali guy. No, no, what are you doing? And he's that like, three, two, one. one. Scammer gets scammed. Scammer yeah. gets scammed. I yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might be him, but I'm not sure. But he was explaining the whole FTX thing. Yes, and how they how they fraud every how they you know frauded everybody or defrauded. I don't defrauded. know. Yeah. Defrauded everybody, and. Uh, dude, like after a while, whenever they start talking about Bitcoin or NFTs, man, my head is just like, what the fuck? Especially Bitcoin. NFTs, it makes sense because even though I don't find any value, there's always somebody that there's, there's always somebody that finds value in something, right? But this was just like he was talking about it, and I was just like, oh god, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I still don't get the end of trading places, so you know. I, there you go. <laughs> 
Everybody <laughs> get the turn those machines back on. It's all on the futures. They've all sold the money. Bullshit at this point. So it's pyramid schemes. Um, you know it's uh, the pyramid. <laughs> you know it's the shape of a pyramid. A triangle. Stardom's triangle derby. Hey, there you go. Segway time. It was uh, the fourth, so Saturday. I was up early watching it, like a psychopath, drinking beers. It was Love good too. Lots of pre-show stuff. We'll go right down to the uh, semifinals for the Triangle Derby. God's Eye defeated Cosmic Angels. I think Natsupoy ate the pin. Then we got uh, Prominence, who are the champs, defeated the Neon Stardom Army in a really good fucking sequence, final sequence between uh, between Suzu Suzuki and Yuna Mizumori was really good. And uh, Chihiro Hashimoto, who accepted a challenge from Himeka and her going away, her retirement. Um, and the news comes out that part of the reason she's retiring is because of online bullying. What the uh, fuck? Yeah. And uh, she defeats Himeka and beats the living piss out of her for 8 minutes and 52 seconds. Uh, Brent, any thoughts on these? Did you catch them? No, I started with the uh, the match right after these, but I did see that news and was just pretty discouraged with it with the scene overall, uh, considering uh, the history of stardom and bullying. So I don't have much positive to say about that in particular. That was the, the front half of the card. It was fine. I mean, the, the the derby matches were short, and you know we needed to get to a point, so they were like ten minutes each. I mean, the early matches were just you know, there were six men, five, six men, six person, ten person tag matches. Just get everybody on the card. Everybody's got to be on the card, brother. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it really picked up with the uh, prominence versus Neon Star Army match. That's that was really fucking good. And then uh, Hashimoto, she uh, says enough of this bullshit with Himika and says, uh, "Siri, you're gonna have to face me." And then Siri comes down and says, "Yep, okay, we're fighting." So we're getting that. We'll get to that card in a minute. But uh, next up on the card, uh, World of uh, Wonder of Stardom title match. Versus uh, Sai Kamitani versus Hazuki. Hazuki pins Kamitani in the trios uh, tournament and uh, challenge, and she did what they do in stardom. Is they said, "I pinned you. I want to fight you now." And it's up to the champ to say yes. And the champ says, "So I was like, okay, let's do this." And uh, a li- match that was like a, kind of a predetermined. We knew what was going to happen, but holy fuck, these two women were fucking awesome in this match. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> Predetermined, uh, but dramatic enough to the point where I actually thought Mizuki was going to win yeah, multiple times into. throughout this. Yeah, there was a decent amount of near falls where you're like, this really could go either way. Uh, Sai ends up retaining, like you mentioned. Noah, I noticed not doing the, is it the Phoenix Splash? Well, she if did it. Stepped on. Okay. Yeah, she couldn't get the pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not, uh, not getting it down still. That's what I, that's what I meant to say. So. Uh, lingering storyline I thought was interesting from this. Yeah, I think she hit two um, Star Crusher bombs. That's how she beat Hazuki. Hazuki would not give up in this. Uh, their costumes looked fucking awesome. The entrance looked awesome. The crowd was completely behind Hazuki in this. They really wanted her to win. Sai wins. I think this was Saya's best match since she's been kind of on a slump since she busted Minishirakawa's face. I think this is kind of a return to form. She's been she was pretty good in this fucking match. Chris thoughts. Yeah, it was a straight. I like this one. It's like a straight up fight, you know. Um, I, I I have a point I'm going to make. I think I'm going to make it later on uh, that this match kind of leans heavier into. So I'm going to kind of just shut up on this one. Um, and really, it leans with all the stardom stuff that we're watching right now. Uh, so I mean, you can move on. Um, how many times is 
uh, Sai Kamatami defended this belt like this was 20. Oh, uh, 13? Yeah. It was her 13th defense, something like that. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is, she comes across like a fucking stone cold killer in these matches now, even though she has some flaws. She still manages to pull them off, which is, uh, you know, it's entertaining to watch her. I mean, she's uh, super athletic and all that stuff. She's piecing it all together. But in this match, like, you know, in a lot of these, these, uh, title matches, you'll see her come out and she stands in the corner and she's like breathing heavy and she gives off this, like, I'm not, like, I have to build up my energy inside me because I'm not really that confident. But in this one, she was confident for fucking beginning to end, which was a pretty cool side to her. And I'm glad to see this. The catch is at the end of this match is Mina Shirakawa comes out and it's like, hey, you busted my face and you don't know how to do the, uh, that Phoenix splash you tried earlier wasn't any good. You're going to need to use it to beat me. So they're next. We get the revenge match. Brandon, yeah, I think that's I think that's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I, just to be explicit here, I, one thing I thought was interesting about this was Suzuki looked just as good as Hazuki. You mean Hazuki? Yeah, sorry, Hazuki uh, looked just as good, and you know you could give that belt to her if if you wanted to make that decision as a company. So I thought that was encouraging. She's an interesting case. There's a lot of girls like her that are that mid card person. A person they can heat up and throw into a title match. She always, I think this is her fifth time she's lost in uh, Wonder Stardom title. Um, it's interesting because uh, she's really important to this company since she's come back. She speaks English. She, uh, it's a nice contrast in this, the whole stars dynamic and everything. She looked great. Her fucking costume looked fantastic. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to more of her. Chris, follow us. Yeah, you can move on. High speed title match, uh, Zumi. Breaks the high-speed title defense and uh, beats Starlight Kid 17 minutes and five seconds. Uh, somehow they managed to change these up a little bit, and they're all fucking refreshing, and they're always entertaining. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, that's pretty much it. You kind of know what you're getting, but also they're a good time every time. Uh didn't feel like 17 minutes in a good way. Chris, good. Yeah, um, you know, they managed to <laughs> – Stardom manages to get around the rerun problem that everybody else seems to not be able to get around, which I don't understand why they can't, but you have people wrestle each other over and over again, and every match is completely fucking different, um, but the same. Like Brandon said, like you you know what to expect, but you don't know how to expect it. So you know what you're going to get, but you don't know where they're, what way they're going to deliver it, so it uh, remains entertaining the entire time. Uh, Starlight Kid uh, tried to pull her one finisher, the, uh, the it's called the Eternal Foe. It's basically like a um, Topper of Spanish Fly, and in a nice change of pace, Azumi when they're going up for it shoved Starlight Kid, <laughs> so she couldn't land it, and they just went right for the pinning combinations, which is a great fucking spot. The whole crowd went nuts for it. This is a good one, and then uh, Azumi, uh, we're getting Azumi versus Mercedes Monet. That's what's uh, it's not been confirmed yet. It's been mentioned multiple times. Mercedes Monet has mentioned it. Um, now, Hazuki, during the last press conference, has worked her way in, so we might actually have a three-way between Hazuki, Azumi, and Mercedes Monet at New Japan Pro Wrestling Sakura Genesis. Brandon, got thoughts? No, nothing. I, I mean, I haven't I heard that. This is news to me, so that's pretty fucking cool. Mercedes Monet, starting with Azumi here. Yeah. We'll talk about the card in a minute. I got it ready to go. We'll go through some stuff coming up and start them. Next up, uh, World of Stardom title match. Uh, Mayuki, if you remember in the beginning of the year, she came into Stardom to help out her friends um, in Rebel and Enemy. 
Uh, Julie does not like that because Julie does not like her. Um, she's called her out multiple times. She said she fucking hates her at a press conference. Uh, Mayuki said, already said, I don't care. I don't care about your belt. I don't like you either. So, uh, holy fuck. These women beat the shit out of each, each other for 18 minutes and then we got a double count out. Burn thoughts. Yeah, so I wrote down from this. Well, one thing I appreciate about stardom that this is the second time it's happened in a third match we're going over here. Didn't see that press conference. Didn't didn't necessarily know that Yuki was like announced. Don't care about the belt. Wrote down. Felt like Yuki couldn't give any less of a shit about the belt. Just wanted to take it to Julia, and Julia took her up on the offer. Uh, they make that clear within the match. Uh, I remember a while ago, Chris, when he was getting me to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Both of you guys were saying the story's told in the ring, and that's you know something that I think they do a really good job of here. Uh, this was probably my favorite match of the night. It's a ton of fun. Uh, one of the more memorable Julia matches for me, to be honest, and I like where it fit in the card, so good change of pace here, fun. Chris, good. The, Julia, I, I just think in general, too, not just Julia, but Stardom in general does a great job of, you know, this goes, if I'm not mistaken, does this go all the way back to, like, Ice Ribbon? Yeah, Ice Ribbon is the company. Julia was with Ice Ribbon 2019. Rosie Ogawa, quote unquote, poached her from Ice Ribbon. She came in and um, basically what happened was Julia had hit a certain point in her career and she wasn't going to get any further with a smaller company, Ice Ribbon, and started and brought her in. I mean, she looks like a totally different person. If you look at pictures oh. of her, when she walked into uh, stardom from Ice Ribbon to what she looks like now, like she looks like a superstar now. She's always gorgeous, but now she just looks like a pro wrestler. And uh, she blames Maya Yuki storyline wise. I don't know if that's true or not. That's the reason why she couldn't get anywhere, because Maya was beating the fucking piss out of her all the time. Good. So you have this whole storyline that if you weren't there to just explain that to me, I would have no idea why the fuck these two people have beef. And they still managed to get you intrigued on this thing that you know nothing about. You know, so you don't have to follow the whole storyline. Back to what Brandon was saying, like they tell the story in the ring. The story's riveting enough that you can jump in basically in the middle of it or middle to the end of it and say, wow, it's pretty easy to figure out what's going on here. You know, there's no, who's that guy? Who's this dude? What's, what's this dude doing? Why's that guy coming down? What's going on here? You know, so. Yeah, and it's not that, like, I don't want to, <clears throat> I know, Jamie, you've mentioned this, so it's like, I don't want to be the guy a year and a half into watching stardom where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I just like the match. I have some depth to this, but this in particular, stardom does a really good job of, you could have, I don't know, C-level knowledge and it makes a lot of sense you could know the full five-year history and it makes a lot of sense or you could just walk into it day one and it makes a lot of sense like they they kind of cover every every base as far as that uh one thing i liked about this is that uh if i believe, remember correctly julie came out first or no maya came out first i forget who came out first but maya when she's getting introduced just gets attacked immediately by julie julie wasn't having us she wasn't you weren't coming here to showing off the hell out of here. Goes outside. I think we get two attempted pinfalls by Maya Yuki throughout the 18-minute match. Multiple table spots. Uh, uh, Rosio Gawa's in the middle of it. They're, like, fighting real close to his to his body. <laughs> He's always going to get slammed at one point. This is fucking great. I love this shit. Uh, shoot headbutts aside, this shit was fucking rad. I can do it without shoot headbutts in pro wrestling. Come on. <laughs> they need to go away. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking nasty every time, but it makes me wince. Jesus Christ. But uh, then after the match, Julie retains, and uh, Tom Akino comes out. Tom just thinks she could just show up wherever the fuck she wants and challenge people. 
big Yokohama show. She said, um, we could fight for whatever you want, Julia. I'll put anything up on the line. Her career, maybe? There's some rumors out there. She might be retiring, Tom. She's like John Cena. Just show up. Just shows up. I want this. They're piping and cheering. (laughs) Whatever the fuck they were saying. John Cena's fucking great. I saw that. She have a bald spot? She might. You pull that hair off. (laughs) Your Naito-esque hair. There you go. Any final thoughts on that match? Ready? No, sir. Christopher? No, that's rock and roll. Title match. Our starting title. Prominence goes through. Prominence is the champ. They say, you know what? To make this interesting, um, God's Eye, you're the challenger for the uh, Triangle Derby. Let's make it for the title. And they put together a fucking pretty damn good fucking trios match. Of course, not 9.5 for uh, stars on on whatever the fuck cage match like like the Young Bucks do. But uh, this is a good fucking match. And Mariah and, and Suzu Suzuki put together a nice fucking finishing sequence. Once again, Suzu Suzuki looking like a fucking star. It's amazing to me that, you know, as the more we watch her, the more we get to see her against different size, different types of wrestlers. She can wrestle every single fucking style, which is amazing. And I fucking love it. This is a great fucking match. And after the match, real quick, they um, do a press conference backstage and Queen's Quest comes in. And Queen's Quest being Saikami Tani. Well, it's actually Utami, who was on, on commentary. Came out. She's like, me, Saya, and uh, Azumi are going to challenge you for the title. So, there you go. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, she's uh, she's fucking Connor, Connor McDavid. She showed up at 19 years old and has got it all figured out. She's got the league uh, on lock pretty much. <laughs> Suzu Suzuki looked pretty good here. Um, uh, I think I avoided the, the uh, trios I, in, in any promotion for the most part. This wasn't an, an entertaining trios match. Uh, so I'm thankful for that I skipped a lot of it because this was a good one. I was able to enjoy this. I would say the, probably the best part of this trio's match was an extended, uh, was Suzu Suzuki and Mirai sequence. Yeah. To, to, at the back end of this. And I, I think that kind of sums up my feelings about trios where the, the best part of it was just when they kind of, uh, it was, uh, deduced to a singles match for the, for the highlights of it. But, uh, good stuff. Yeah. Chris. Now, you guys took my point. I mean, the whole thing I just said was just Suzu Suzuki. Whenever she comes into the ring, it's like... You were going to say some, she was Conor McDavid? <laughs> Conor McDavid. I was going to say she was Conor McGregor. There you go. Conor McDavid that's was going to show up to WrestleMania a few years ago. That's it. That's all I got. I mean, you guys said it. You said it all. My whole comment, my, my notes just said Suzu Suzuki. She just like... It's one of these ones that just kind of makes everything... I, I, I said this before. I always say this, like... You know, Cena, we just mentioned him, but Cena disappears, and then, like, I hated him for years, and then when he's not around, he comes back, and you're like, oh, okay, like, this guy really knows what he's doing. Like, this guy, like, everything kind of seems better when he's around, you know? And um same thing with Suzu Suzuki, even though they don't really need somebody like that, it's almost like, oh, wow, yeah, this thing's shit's going to be fucking great now. Here's what I would say. This is my final thought. You don't have to go back to me. The match was good enough that I was on eBay looking at Suzu Suzuki rookie cards. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, got me, into, Jimmy got me into this world. But these fucking nerds, man, this shit is expensive. It's like $170 to get one. I'm already, I already missed the fucking boat. Yeah, you got to get them when they Just come. Just trade them some Funko Pops. <laughs> I got a whole box. It's fun. I got to buy buy low, but dude, two hundred bucks is high. I got two boxes of them. I got to open. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna open another box tonight. Do wait unopened packs? Yeah, Yeah. hold on. I'll grab it. 
Yeah, grab a pack. Fucking stretch this out as long as humanly possible. Let's go. Make sure you make it a lot. Oh, he's got to make sure he makes a lot of like crinkling noises for when he, you know, for the for just the audio listeners. You're muted, Brandon. There it is. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yep. Cool. Unopened. There she is right there. Suzuki. Got him right. There you go. Yeah. So we'll see what I get. I'm stoked. I love these things. It's fun, man. It's cathartic. Just peel them open. Put them in their little packs. Big bucks, brother. I got that Yuki Arai signed one. One in 30 in the world. Paid. Trade them for neon androids. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell I'm going to put them in a neon android uh, account. I'm going to sell them and put that shit in my IRA. All right, so we are starting. Uh, we are starting. What am I talking about? We are starting. Is a good show. Uh, Cinderella tournament. First round is on the twenty sixth. Second round is on the uh, April first. That's probably a lie because it's April Fool's Day. Quarterfinals on the second, and the semifinals and finals are on the fifteenth of April. Ten minute time limit. Win via pin, submission, DQ, countout, or over the top rope. We get everybody, all the usual suspects in this, bunch of matchups. Um, we get two X's, unnamed opponents. I'm not sure who they're going to be. So that's exciting. There you go. Hold on. I put my uh, microphone on my, or I put my elbow on my rickety ass set up and my microphone powered off. So I missed you pulling that box up, but let's open a pack or two. Let's see what we got here. Oh, man. Here we go. All right. My hand's clean enough? I think so. See what I got. You guys talk while I open this. He's got it. So Jimmy's immediately had a knife. He was prepared for this. Course. And I'm leaning, and I'm leaning right there. back and going on my phone. That's yeah, that's fine. I am covered. All right. Well, I won't do it. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm winking. Let's see if we These get something fun. here. Unboxing. See what I got. Unboxing vid. It's open. Let's see what I got. Are they just a bunch of packs in there? Yeah. How it's many cards 30, are in a pack? Uh, 10, 30, card, 30 cards, 10 in a pack. 30 packs, 10 in a card. All right, let's crack one open. <laughs> 10 in a card. 10, 10 cards card, card in a pack, pack 30 packs. Cards, cards, packs. Okay, so we're walking away with 300 stardom cards. I already see it's it. Good value. There's no stardom in here. Excuse me. All the companies but stardom. Stardom does not. Stardom is owned by a company that sells things like this. They're not going to let somebody else make that money. I got a couple rookie cards. Let's see what I got. Nothing good. So let's see. How many are in a pack? One, two, three, four. There's six in a pack. Yeah. Thirty packs. I'll open three. We'll see if I get anything worth money. Let's go bottom of the bottom of the box, top left. Okay, bottom box, top left. Susan A. It's something good. Garagi, you know her. All right. Hey, there's a Makido variant. Look at that. All right. Top right. I'm all right. Bottom of the bottom of the box. It's the last one I'm opening. So unless you can see it. And if you're listening, this probably fucking stinks. Saki, we know her. My We're driving Saki. the people to YouTube. Uh Aja Kong. Kiku from Ice Ribbon. Suzuki. Yuri. I don't even have to look them up. I know who all these motherfuckers are. There you go. I didn't get I didn't get any big cards yet. 
We'll report we'll back next week with what came out of the box. But. I will. I'll tell you. I already got. I already got the most, the highest end card once. So let's get a second one. Thank you for uh, obliging, Jim. We'll speed through your uh, expensive purchase that many people would love to see, so we can bullshit about <laughs> talks about a hundred times. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Uh, let's see real quick. I got um, the Yokohama show. Do you have what we have so far? Okay, so uh, April twenty third, it's the All Star Grand Queendom at Yokohama Arena. Here's the matches that we know we have. We get Siri versus Chihiro Hashimoto. We get Himika's retirement match, which is Himika versus Micah. Wonder of Stardom title match, Saya Kamitani versus Mina Shirakawa. Saya's finally losing. And the World of Stardom title match. Stipulations haven't been set yet, but there's there's something on the line. Julia versus Tom Nakano. Brandon, does this excite you yet? You're on mute, brother. It does, yeah. That, those final two really excite me. Mina Shurikawa get, getting that revenge. Uh, poor placement by Hazuki. She deserved to win, in my opinion. But Mina Shurikawa is getting this built. And then Julia, let's fucking go. That's a big. Yeah, that's a big final match. Let's do this, Chris. Final thoughts. Yeah, sounds exciting. Something to watch. Doesn't take much to uh, get me going with starting these days. So. Boned up. All right, this was nice this week. We had two things to watch. We did. Next week, we're going to have New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Cup, and that's all you have to watch. I'm not watching anything else but that. (laughs) I don't want to watch anything else. AW Revolution 2023, live from San Francisco, California, where children are getting tequila spilled all over them. (laughs) The Internet is outraged by such tequilery. Is ready? Can we just talk about that now? Yeah, let's get to it. Go Here we go. It. This is the match of the night. Zero Hour, the Lucha Brothers. All right. I'm going to move on. I was box. upstairs. I didn't watch any of this crap. I skipped a buy-in. Why? <laughs> All right, singles match. Uh, JAS was not allowed at ringside until Sammy Guevara just came to ringside. <laughs> and then actually Andretti intercepted him from nowhere. Ricky Starks defeats Chris Jericho in 13 minutes and 49 seconds. Brandon? Chris Jericho is 52 years old, and he's fully in the stage of his career where he wants to say, yeah, I had a match on a pay-per-view with X guy that probably will be a big deal in 15 years, and it extends his legacy. Watching that happen isn't necessarily entertaining. It's more just for his own personal uh, bookkeeping, but it wasn't bad. Chris? I, I mean, I don't know how true that is. I'm just assuming that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get my no, no, we spoke to Chris Jericho right after he left yeah. the Capitol. And he, this is and what he's he said. Well, what do these guys do when they're old? They're like, I want to wrestle. They start. They have a hit list of guys they want to have a match with, and then, it feels like Chris Jericho's checking those boxes off in his 50s here. Yeah. Still better than most of the dudes on that fucking roster. Yeah. To be yeah. honest with you. Hey, we were we were toting how good he looks. Yeah, he went what, downhill like, real quick. He looks like shit crap. Again. Yeah, he, he don't give a like fuck. Shit again. He looks like a fucking old man, dude. <laughs> the cruise, he legit dude. looked every day at 52. It's, all, it's his post-cruise. Yeah. yeah. Carb loading on the cruise. 
He had, like, pin arms. Starts. Yeah, he looked Is like that, shit. Yeah, he, looked, he didn't look good. This is and fun, I, though. I mean, I like Ricky Starks, and, you know, it's not – I'm going to get – I'm going to make – you know, we talked about – I already said this. We'll make this point later. But, I mean, you know, Jericho is – nobody looks bad in there with Jericho. So he can make anything entertaining. So I didn't mind this. And it was a good way to start the pay-per-view. Get the old man out of the way. You go home go to bed. Pulled a sign to Makito. He's, his go. night's wrapped up in time for a cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did uh, uh, one interesting thing that I noticed in these Jericho matches, man. He has no problem these days just giving out orders in the, in the ring, telling people what to do, when. Like, he's just not even hiding it. There's no... Nope. <laughs> don't give a fuck. Like, like, there was the whole thing with Ricky Starks and him and we're in the corner. While Sammy Guevara and Action Andretti were fighting on the ramp. So you got the referee. She's standing there and she's doing the whole I'm distracted referee gimmick. And Ricky Starks kind of just like taking too long. Chris Jericho's like, go over there. <laughs> so he starts walking over there. Then the the bat that comes out of nowhere shows up and he cracks him with the bat. Interesting. Okay, match. Next up. Can I say one thing real quick? Yes, sir. Go ahead. In 2023. I'm going to go back on what I said. In 2023, if you have to use a ref distraction like that as a finish, you fucking lost. Sorry. It's it's bad. Every time a ref gets distracted in any match anymore, my immediate response is, oh, God, immediately. Would that include the main event tonight? Dude, and two ref distractions in one fucking match and one pay-per-view. Problem thoughts, Brandon? Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Ashley Babbitt. What do I got next? <laughs> the final burial match. Jack Perry defeats Christian Cage in a cutoff sleeve tank top. Brandon, good. I hope this, <clears throat> I hope this isn't the last of Christian because I thought he he did a similar match to the, the previous one, but uh, a little more discreet and more entertaining. Um, I, as soon as I saw Jack Perry with that belt, I'm like, why the fuck is he wearing a belt? We, he gets strangled with the belt, of course. That was one of my favorite spots of this. Um, and we get a, a very expedited casket explosion into the ground, what it looked like. Which, I mean, that's exactly why the three of us watch this stuff. This remote was like that. so fast and so funny. I was in fucking tears at how fast it was. I was like, oh, somebody got hurt. He was like, right. I was thinking about how that's- they... Rig that up that it fell so fast. Like how did what? In in keeping up with modern uh, TikTok slash Instagram reels uh, vids, like you know they want to be like uh, hip for the kids these days. When that casket hit the ground, it should have went. That is far Always make me pop, man. <laughs> um. I really like this match. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I fucking laughed my ass off at this match. I thought it was fla- fantastic. Brandon? Um, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> okay, first of all, casket match is so late. It is so, like, early 90s WCW and Undertaker. That's all it is. If you're <laughs> – especially after all the ones that The Undertaker has done, you can't – I don't think you can do a casket match ever again, especially when neither of the people involved are evil – 
like, you know, satanic evil, satanic evil or mystical or magical or dead or skeletons or fucking anything like that. They like, I don't, there's no, why, why, how do we get here? Like, unless you're throwing Kamala into a casket, I, I don't, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Like, seriously, like, oh, let's go back. Let's, let's do a casket match. You know, and they haven't done that since 1993. I mean, Christ, no, they buried AJ Styles. I mean, that's... Yeah, came back the next week. It's such a rest. It's such a WWE thing. I think that you should just... They should have just fucking... I I don't understand it. <laughs> like, well, that's like, kind of what's... come up with anything fun. better? Yeah, I completely agree with you, but that's kind of why I laughed at it, because it's just... It's such a bad idea that it almost just becomes a good idea in a weird way, like <laughs> right. when you're watching it. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm not saying I hated it. What I'm saying is, is that you're trying to separate yourself as a company and like have some kind of legitimacy if that's possible for a pro wrestling company. Yeah, you couldn't. Have Why the fuck? Like, like, <laughs> like, look at us. We're the alternative. We're different. We're not WWE. We're a place where the wrestlers matter. Let's do the match that the biggest dude, one of the biggest dudes in WWE history, is is known for. And this is fucking like who and okay to put that, in, that and to put that in the two hole. That's like when you're playing WWE GM mode for too long and you're like. Yeah, let's do a casket match second. <laughs> so bad. But he was, he sending, him back to, he was sending him back to go meet his dead father. It was insane. <laughs> this match is amazing. I loved it. Se- second all, bat, in, bat number two, casket match. <laughs> Someone <laughs> may die tonight. <laughs> Meanwhile, after this, more importantly, a five, a fourteen d- battle royal. <laughs> If I thought that they did that on purpose, it wouldn't be as good. But I know that that they just organically that that's how it settled out, and that makes it so much funnier. All right, final thoughts. There's more packs over there. Or are you just shuffling it. Oh, I'm just ra- I'm ripping through packs right now. Chris, what are we talking about? The I had a little uh, technical issue. What's we talking on? about the. Um, uh, Jack Perry yeah. versus Christian Cage. No, no, no. The one after that. That was the big tag team match. All right, now let's go. Um, now, AW Trio's title match, the House of Black, Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black with Julia Hart defeat the Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson with Brandon Cutler, and M.T. Nakazawa. 17 minutes and 48 seconds, and uh, we get a title change. No belts on the uh, House of Black. Brandon, thoughts? Other way around. No belts on the Elite. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the, I would like to see some some trios depth to this division, if this is what they're going to do. Because right now it's just kind of like was who their elite the leader facing, and I I think this may might get us there. I don't even know that I mean that I would like to see that because I don't like watching trios matches. But I'm like, okay, cool, new faces here. Chris, the first thing I noticed about this is we were watching, and it's you know one of the. I know we complain. I've complained about this in the past, but like, when are the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? I, I, I'm assuming they're not going to be doing the trios elite thing, right? I, I, I always have, you know, I, I don't really love Kenny Omega, but now that when you when you find out that he's like actually probably a really decent human being, it, it's kind of hard to hate him. Um, I, the one thing that I think it's like what drives me so crazy about him, and I really realized it during this match when they all came out is. Do they need all the fucking gimmicks? 
Because those three guys that come out there with them, they're gimmicks. Right? This is like early, early, uh, DDP in, you know, WCW with sunglasses and a cigar chewing gum and a big hat, a fur coat and two girls on each arm and not getting over. I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I, it doesn't make any, like, it's like, hasn't enough wrestling happened over the course of like the last however many years to show you that this is just, you're going to stalemate with your fan base and you're going to get to that plateau level because you're doing all this dumb shit. And it's like it doesn't really get over with other people other than the people that really love you. It's just distracting. They have fucking you had six men in the ring. Right. You had another four people outside of the ring. And then two spray cans getting sprayed all over the place and a guy in Zubat sweatsuit and his suit and the same guy in a Zubat sweatsuit. So think of all the things that are distracting from what's going on in the ring. There's like 12, 13 things going on outside for you to pay attention to. That's one of the greatest things about Sting with Darby Allen. Sting comes in, he walks up, he fist bumps him, he gets the fuck out of there, or he stands at ringside and doesn't do shit. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, look, I'm glad that the House of Black actually are doing something. Um, and honestly, I'm glad that you know, if you're going to, if you're going to break up, you know, you're going to break this, this, not break up the elite, but break up the elite holding the six man title and being roped into that. And you can give them other things to do. You can put Kenny Omega in the main title, um, slot. If he can fight for the main title, that would be great. Cause like I said, I, I always shit on Kenny Omega, but now I realize that he's actually a decent human being. I, I have a hard time not liking him. Um, the, even the young bucks, when they're in great matches, they're in, they're great, but I, that's all I got. I got an animal eating some sort of receipt. <laughs> Chris, uh, Brandon, thoughts? Final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I have a couple of thoughts. One, I I never thought Kenny Omega was a bad person. I, I kind of always felt like if he had one strength, it was that he was into representing female wrestling and those those things, I still don't like them. So I'm not with Chris on that. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me just, like, real quick. I never thought he was a bad person. I just never knew that he was a good person. Does that make sense? Okay. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not sh- I never shit on him for being an awful human being. But even when he's got that smug, swollen face look that he has, when he's looking at Will Ospreay, like, here's whispering things through the ether. He was whispering I, I, again. He was talking to the camera with no sound again. Yeah, that's what, he what, does. I'm tr- what I'm trying to say is that while I see that as a positive thing, it feels like it's an obvious thing. And the fact that everybody else isn't there and he is doesn't make deserve a pat on the back to him. And I still am just a gotcha. With gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. If that makes more sense. Couldn't um, everybody else be better? It's just like, oh, you said the oh, yeah, thing that the guy credit for doing what he should do. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Um, Two, I, I can't for the life oh, of me. Oh, bring that back. Head. What was that? That's a Raku Checky. That's like a uh, Polaroid sign. Yeah, it's a little mini Polaroid. And she wrote a lot of shit on there. She did. It's one of ten in the world. Look at that. In the universe, pretty cool, actually. Right? They're pretty cool. It's probably one of ten in the universe. I've never That's seen that before. The, the, the... Pretty neat. So they're, keep going. They're... Uh, the second thing is, for the life of me, I can't wrap my head around why these guys won't drop these gimmicks. It's just, uh, I find it like almost insulting. Um, 
it's like, do you want to be Gallagher at 70 years old smashing watermelons? Because there's like a, a small portion of fans that still find it like charming and kitschy. Uh, at the best case scenario, it, it will come back around at some point and be charming, which I'm sure it will to a group of people. But if that's the best that you can do and, and you're uh, an EVP at this company, which they still are, I just find that very disappointing. But we've talked about that a hundred times over. Yeah. I, uh, okay, I just one more quick point to what you were saying, yeah. and it just reminded me. So when I was a kid, Jimmy and I were kids, we used to watch UWF on Channel 57 in Philadelphia, right? And they had a guy by the name of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and he was this big bruising, lump, big bruiser guy who would just go in and, and just clobber the shit out of people, and he tackled guy who was with a three-point stance, and he was t- stiff as fuck and <laughs> tough as nails. And then he came to WWE, and they gave him a two-by-four and a fucking – and a fucking um a two by four and a fucking flag and flag, a fucking yeah. thumb and his tongue sticking out the crown at one point. Guess what? He fucking sucked. That's it. So how would you relate that to this? The gimmicks. Yeah. 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 You know, the gimmicks. I'm just saying the gimmicks. It just takes away from the skill. You know, these guys are just like, right. w- just characters with no, s- with, with like, it's, it's, the, they're working. Cause I'm going to contradict myself. Character work is very important, but there's no depth to what they're doing. It's not relatable. It's not anything. It's just like a cartoon. Like a shit cartoon. It's fucking Scott Adams, dude. It's little Dilbert. <laughs> fucking Dilbert. Racist ass Dilbert. Wait, Dilbert a racist? Oh, yeah. Scott Adams went on a little rant. Ooh, I'm going to Google this while you talk because I have no idea. <laughs> All right, that, so, um, it's a whole rabbit hole. Guys. I really like this match, but I will, I will, I will, like I will say this. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the house of black looked fucking awesome in it, especially Birdie King and Malachi Black and Kenny Omega looked great. Buddy Matthews is non-existent. Okay. So last week to build to this match, the Jackson bros and Kenny Omega got attacked on the ramp by these guys, right? The first thing that Matt Jackson is doing when he gets in the ring is some jokey ha 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 stuff with Brody King. Like, I'm scared of him. Ha 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 ha. Let me get out of here. Dude. I'm not going to, sh- I'm not going to shit on it. I really enjoyed this match, but I am totally on board with it. It's the Young Bucks in particular. They're two dimensional. Yep. And those two dimensions are poop and stink. <laughs> and that's coming from a trio's head after the trial. I am Derby. a trio's man. No, and I didn't hate this match either. Like, no, I really you know, enjoyed I mean, it. To be a hundred percent honest. No, it was you know they they cheated. The bad guys cheated to win, and it was it was good. I liked it. I hated it. I didn't like it at all. I just <laughs> I just I just thought it was boring, dude. I just don't want to see him anymore. There's nothing that could happen within the ring with those but, guys. Okay, so in your mind, do you turn off the switch, the pay attention switch, when you see the elite? Yes. Okay, so yeah, I in, I watched. Like by a mile, like it's right. not like I. There's been months and months and months where I went through the act of I don't like them, but I should try to watch them. And the wall has been broken, dude. The the, the pens are full. The pee is soaking into the mattress. I'm not interested. There's there's no convention yet. I'm not going to try to convince you. Whatever you are into, whatever you are into. But I thought the match itself was entertaining. Young bucks, though. Come on, man. Yeah, but, Brandon. You know. Brandon turns off his mind when the young, when the elite come on, and I, unless it's fifty fucking dollars, turn off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look at that variant. 
That's my last card. Hiroyo Matsumoto. Ooh, that's Did you sick. open that whole box? Yeah, box is gone. Man. Banged him out. I got a bunch of signatures. Give me some more boxes. I need more boxes. Oh, I still got to I still got to sort I got to go on eBay. I got to still sort them and bag them. Look, there's a lot of work. Isn't that so fun? Open up those. It really is. Dude, I. The box, like that, that's at the store with the the back popped and the packs in it. That's it. This pops up. It's pretty cool, man. That is like. So satisfying. Yeah, yeah. I take all these guys out behind me. I dust them. I clean off the shelves. I put them back a little bit better every time so they get mm-hmm. more space and they fit in there better. Yeah, it's wonderful. I usually like listening to some music while I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing this right, but yeah, this pops up. There you go. That was fun. All right, uh, next up, um, AW Women's World Title Match. Uh, Jamie Hayter, champ, defeats Soraya, or Soraya, sorry, and Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby Soho turns evil. I didn't hate this match. I thought this was very good. This was definitely a Jamie Hayter carry job, man. Soraya stinks, or Soraya stinks, and Ruby Soho is so slow. Why are all the, like, why are you wearing combat boots in the ring if you can't run in them? Brandon thoughts. Yeah, yeah, no, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, Soraya, I would say, stinks is almost an understatement. I thought she broke someone's neck there for, for a minute. But like, as I know we, this is a common theme in AEW, for better or for worse. We've, I, I've almost been desensitized to the AEW neck drops, but there was a pretty ugly one in here that I don't, I don't know, got the heat that it deserved. Um, Jamie Hader with a just big fat pin to seal the deal. Nice. I was a big fan of the, uh, she broke up the one pinfall by giving double lariats, sliding double lariats. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. She rules. Chris thoughts. No, I, I enjoyed this. I agree with you. Uh, I, I said it last week, I think. I don't know. I say it all the time. I don't think Soraya at any point in her career was really good. Um, what it was was she was really good when no one else was good in WWE. Yeah. The bar was very low. And yeah, the bar was, it was, you could trip over it. It's like a she fucking al- yeah. landmine. She also looked completely <laughs> different than everybody that they had up until that point for years. Right. You're talking to McIntyre Claymore? Yes, that guy. <laughs> That's really high. He's tall. But, um, uh, yeah, we get some more story, though. Ruby Soho is part of the Mean Girls. I'm okay with it. She's not doing anything. There was also some other story going on in that match. What was that? And it was something in fishnets. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking jiggle, jiggle. Jiggling. Entire uh, <laughs> time. It was real cool. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. That was pretty damn cool. Final thoughts on that, Brent? No, I'm good. Texas Death Match: Adam Page defeats John Moxley when John Moxley hangs with the top This match was fucking awesome, Brandon thought. Yeah, they really put on. I mean, we went all around the world here. Uh, there was moments where I loved it. There was moments where I was like, I don't think I need to see this. Uh, I'll pause and let it go to Chris. I might, I might need to collect myself for this one. Chris, go ahead. So I'm going to lead in with I really like this match. I'm not shitting on this match at all. I want to ask an honest question. First of all, who was the heel in this match? John Moxley. Okay. Was John Moxley, and this is an honest question because there's been a lot of watching of AEW skimming through AEW. It hasn't been good for a couple weeks. Some of the shows were atrocious. There's been a lot of watching it at work and not having audio. Um, 
was John, was this John Moxley, Adam Page thing? How did we get to a Texas death match? Because it well, seems like a, this has a great question. Now, I'm just saying that is it because John Moxley was just like, fuck you, this is what I do and this is what we're doing? Yes. Okay, so that, that I can kind of buy that. But, like, you know, isn't this like we've been fucking dancing around each other and dastardly shit's been going on? We talked for about this last week. Yeah. I mean, like, also, if he was that good, Chris, if John Moxley was that good, wouldn't you set that up for two months and make it that evil? That it deserve this, a fork to the forehead for two straight minutes. Well, and here's the thing, too. If so, the Texas death. Match, I'm just asking a question. It's just a question. <laughs> the Texas death match is something that the babyface invokes because the heel has been being such a piece of shit that I'm going to get you in this fucking match and I'm going to pay you back for everything you've done to me over X amount of time. Right? The steel okay. cage was a match because the heel kept doing shit and getting away. And it happened so many times that I'm going to lock you in a metal fucking box with me and you're not getting the fuck out of this. The baby face is who is supposed to initiate this shit. It doesn't look I'm not complaining about the match. I don't give look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like really any of this shit anymore. It's a fucking chore to watch. <laughs> I can't fucking stand any of them right, or anybody right, that right. talks about <laughs> it, including myself. All right, all right. All right, take it easy. But I enjoyed this match. I'm just curious as to like couldn't you have drawn more out of this story? Cuz where do you go from here? I I just No, yeah, nowhere. <laughs> Like, like, I've been such an asshole that you, the good guy, that he, good guy, has to talk to me, bad guy, into getting into this Texas death match. And then me, bad guy, gets what he deserved at the end of it. He got hung. He hung himself by a rope and then attacked a poor guy for no fucking reason. That was awesome. <laughs> there would be no there would be no world where Adam Hangman Page. I mean, maybe there would be right? you could do whatever you want in pro wrestling, but it would make less sense for Adam Hangman Page to, to force John Moxley into a Texas death match. Well, it would if, if if dastardly Mox was being a dastardly guy for like a year. But he's pretty he's fairly noble, right? He's kind of like he kind of supports he's the backbone of the program. Well, so him wanting I'm... to force Page there would work. But who forced anyone there? That's it's, it just happens. It's like, now eh, we got a pay per view. You know what's a good idea? Blood. Okay, let's Gaskets. go. Gaskets. Texas death. Gaskets. Blood. Blood again. Blood again. <laughs> I think FDR was bleeding. Everybody was bleeding in this fucking thing. <laughs> FDR was an accident. That <laughs> fucking still bald. FDR bald. Uh, I love this match. This match is awesome. It made it onto my favorite matches of the year list. I fucking loved it. Bleed more, please. And I especially liked, but the camera missed it, was John Moxley, who was supposed to be choked out. The, the doc, Chris mentioned it, the doctor was checking on him, and he started attacking the doctor like he like in the UFC where the guy, or whatever, MMA, where a guy's knocked out and then he goes after the referee. <laughs> like, he's still awake. And then we missed it all because then the, uh, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club came down and, and helped John Moxley out of the ring and walked him back, like through the crowd. We missed some stuff. Yeah, I think value at its finest with AEW. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it looked pretty good. One thing I wanted to mention, and we didn't talk about the uh, pre-show. The pre-show fucking sucked. 
They had one match. It was nice to see um, Mark Briscoe out there. But then they had, uh, like, it was all comedy segments and shit. It was fucking awful. I got even. I got an even better one for you. Yo. Fucking Renee Paquette talking into the microphone where the audience could hear it. So at home, you got an echo. The audience couldn't hear it. Nobody even knew she was there. Nobody was responding. Really? Because it sounded like it was coming through the fucking stadium. It's fucking weird, man. And then the dude, there was a dude behind her like, I did see that, and then he asked him to sit down. I was like, and he kept doing it. I was like, I'm sitting there like, dude, it ain't me doing security because he, he turned around and was going to the camera. I would have grabbed them and thrown them right the fuck out. If it like, was I me on security, I would have jumped. I would have grabbed somebody's tequila and threw it on. All right, next up. Anyway, I like the match. Best of the year. Thank you. Um, AWT. What's that? I don't disagree with that. It was fun. No, I don't Always. disagree with it at all. Listen, guys, I, we complain about John. We complain about AEW. I've come to the conclusion. This is what it is. Shit. It is either, either accept it or just not watch. You know what I mean? Like, it's insanity. It makes none of it makes sense. <laughs> Builds are like a month. I'm just talking. And then, then we get forks. We get forks in the head. Even though, you know, they hate each other so much that Renee Paquette's like, Oh, you know, I just want my, my husband out of this because it's fucking, it's really obnoxious. I can't stand it. I hate seeing him do this. And he's it's just strange. It's just strange to like, a lot, I'm trying, let me try to put this well. The, if, if a pay-per-view, you, you're kind of getting the, the cake at the end of the, the meal, which is the, the, the three months of watching the show, right? And the, the, that's the icing on the cake. And they, They've certainly got all the icing, but you're like, you you stick your fork in there and it's like a styrofoam box. You're like, what's the, what did they make though? What the, what was this about? What am I trying to, what am I trying to ingest here? There's you a don't kick. really know, but you're like, this is, there's certainly all of the icing on the outside. I don't know if that made any sense at all. It's, not, it's, it's kind of how it feels. Chris there's a, there's a King of Queens episode where they have to make a cake for a bake sale and they can't fucking do it, so they just <laughs> they put icing on a couch cushion. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> what, it is. what are you talking about? The internet said it was, the best. It, was the best, it was the best fucking uh, pay-per-view in history. All right, next up. <clears throat> AEW TNT title match. Wardlow defeats Samoa Joe. Wardlow changed his gear and his ass was shaved. Let's go. Also, yeah, well, they had Wardlow. They had a red hot dude, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the dude was like, people were cheering for him. They were going crazy. And then, and they, he's going, I don't know if he got hurt or what, but he's a dud. And then we get, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs <laughs> versus him this week. Any thoughts, Brandon? No, I mean, I, I, I don't, I hope this felt like a bigger deal live than it did on TV. It didn't sound like it. <laughs> No. <laughs> gave a shit. No. no. Samoa Joe's kind of built for those moments with the that those giant horns as he walks out and those ridiculous yeah. shorts and okay, someone's gonna get their ass beat and just I don't know, maybe just Samoa Joe just yeah. works better against smaller guys or something like that. It just seemed like I don't know. I never thought that Samoa Joe was winning this match. <laughs> I don't know. Well I would assume yeah, I mean they got their own show now. Yep, Ring of Honor. So, did you either of you guys purchase the Honor Club and watch Ring of Honor? I did, yeah. No, oh, you did. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
No, you had my whole family. I got the family pass. <laughs> I got five add-ons to that. You guys can watch it every week. <laughs> like Disney, I got the speed pass. I get to watch it as it's filming. Yeah. I pay 30 bucks. <laughs> All right, next Priority. up. Uh, Tickets. AEW World Tag Team uh, four-way match. Which is on a card with a with a death match and a fucking coffin match. The Guns defeated the acclaimed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. I gotta say, I did get a big kick out of fucking the Guns and Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in this match. I thought they were pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I almost forgot about this, but just talking about the thematic uh, planning of this whole thing and how odd it was where after a Texas death match, we're getting a big pop for Jeff Jarrett doing a, some shit that I haven't seen him do since 1999 when he's a small child. He's still abusing women and shit. It's <laughs> great. I love it. It was fucking wild. Satnam Singh's in there with a the turban on. Yeah, he looked great. Flip people over <laughs> the rig. Uh, just a, it's a very, very pro wrestling, very strange, very fun. Um, you know, maybe the cherry on top of this ridiculous styrofoam cake that I've, I'm building in my head. <laughs> one, uh, one thing that I did like about this, and I've said this before about how I enjoy live professional wrestling more than television professional wrestling, as in like AW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, is that this card definitely had that like circus atmosphere. A little bit of everything. We get the death matches, the blow. We got two bloody matches. We get the goofy ass fucking guns match. Like, this was all over the place, this show, which I enjoyed. Chris, good. I have two words to describe this match. There we go. Turban insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's turban was falling off their head. Anyway, they were constantly fixing them. <laughs> Why weren't they just letting them fall off their head? I don't like, know. <laughs> this was good. I like this. I like the, I like the, the, um, the guns as the tag team champions. Total weasels. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, Let's get into the point I was going to make earlier. I really, at this point, I don't give a fuck about these matches anymore. I want the stories and the characters to be entertaining. And that's where I get lost. I don't give a shit about the matches. I do when, like, you know, I can enjoy watching a good wrestling match, like you just said. Like, it's like going to an indie show. It's like you're going to get this stuff, and it's a lot of fun to go. And you can put these fun little spots or these fun big spots or Texas death matches, which are all blood, and you, and you could throw them in there, and they're and they're entertaining. But to me, it's like I want these guys to tell stories, and I like the Weasley bad guys. I don't give a shit if they're shitty wrestlers. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? Who cares if they're fucking Billy Gunn's kids? Because that's where I'm sure a lot of the hate for them comes. You fucking on there because Billy Gunn's kid. Hashtag nepotism. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That's the I hashtag. enjoyed this match. I liked everything about it. I love old man Jeff Jarrett in there with his fucking shitty ass fucking goatee. Fuck, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Earlier I said that Jeff Jarrett is still abusing women. That's awesome. Please don't cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Cut it out. Yeah, just cut it. <laughs> just like every time I do something, just play it back real slow. This would be like the best indie show. Like maybe we're just, I don't know. The, the, I've, the changed my, I've changed yeah. my mindset in viewing this stuff. I can tell. Right. I'm not, 
I went in this with the most negative attitude, and I did not want to watch it. I actually fell asleep at one point where my wife had to wake so, me up. I was so fucking jealous of you that you I, fell asleep. I was gassed. I fell asleep. And uh, I ended up enjoying this. I got a big giggle out of it. I'm glad you brought that up. Brandon, I believe I said this to you Saturday night. I hated karaoke when I used to cover Saturday nights. And then I told myself, maybe I didn't say it to you. I said it to somebody else. I told myself, you got to work Saturday nights. You better learn to love it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just need to <laughs> watch it because this is so fucking bad and just laugh at everything and enjoy it. So I will, I will make a proclamation from this day forth. I will watch AEW with different eyes. It's, you know, it's a situation also for our own personal enjoyment. Like, if we are going to review AEW and keep reviewing AEW and people want to tune in to listen to us talk about AEW, it's going to be hell on earth if we don't try. <laughs> we just change our mindset a little bit. And it took me a while to do it. And I think I've finally done it where I just go, oh, my God, what the hell is going Why is that guy doing that? Oh, there's that big security guard again. Like, that when that dude shows up, I'm like, yay, there he is. That the guy with the, guy with, with the, the Pandora beard. bracelet? Yeah. Like a charm bracelet he's wearing. Like, you know, I'm just like kind of get a kick out of how fucking weird and stupid it is. Dude, um, fucking Taz saying uh, Bob Wire instead of Barb Wire. <laughs> he just kept saying Bob Wire. I, I was laughing Taz. my ass off. Taz is great. I don't know that it's ever not been that for me. I mean, it's it's a fine line, you know, it's week to week. So we'll yeah, see. Sometimes, sometimes it's, I mean, we've said it, it's fucking awful. <laughs> it's really hard. But you know you're not going to hit all the time. I think I'm like I, I'm still somewhat dumbfounded by the decisions that they make, and I should probably just get over that. Is what you're saying? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like this is this is what it is. We don't want it to be WWE, and it isn't. It's not. They have death matches with fast moving <laughs> caskets. They, have, <laughs> they, you know, it's look, you know, it's. It's, it's kind of goofy, and we got to kind of. I think we got it. I, I feel like uh, Lloyd Christmas at the end of Dumb and Dumber when he's like, that bus pulls up. Like when we started this, that bus pulls up, and they're like, "Where's the, uh, the hot bikini competition?" I'm like, okay, cool. There's finally a, a bus going the other way. We get on that bus, and then it's just also going the wrong direction. We're just like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Is, there, is anybody going somewhere normal?" It's like, it's the. the Path is right in front of everyone, but this is what we're doing. Man. You're right. Yeah. Also, um, after the match, the guns say, "Who's got the balls to challenge us?" Boom, 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 boom. FDR comes out. Bald FDR cuts himself somehow, <laughs> and uh, that's the next challengers. Go ahead, Brandon. Thought. Listen. Hey, oh, you know what's kind of fun? Cuts himself somehow. <laughs> somehow. Um, they, they, you know, the whole fucking thing was that they were going to leave. They're leaving for WWE. They ain't going nowhere. We said it. They weren't going anywhere. You fucking dopes. They ain't going nowhere. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, why were they saying that? Because they were dropping all the titles? That, and because this, because the bald one has a really bad podcast <laughs> where he just talks shit on everybody. It's not good. It's <laughs> just shitty. Who, me? Who? <laughs> you know, you're the bald one? Bald yeah, FDR. Bald I'm the bald one with the shitty podcast. Right? The shitty podcast. That's all of it. <laughs> Different varying hairs. Uh, there you go. Thoughts on FDR? You excited? 
As he's filing his cards away, sleeving them all up on my one. I'm almost there. I'm halfway through. No, this, we've been covering this. I'm, this is your sleeve. This is your autism stimming, dude. You're stimming. There you go. Am I autistic? Uh, no, this happened. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Jesus. All right. I'm going to be like Mongo on Raw, on Nitro. That little dog he had. Chihuahua. Now Mongo. Oh God, corpse Mongo. His dog's his dog's still alive, waiting for him to die so he can eat his eyeballs out. Um, AEW World Title Match, sixty minute Iron Man match. MJF defeats Brian Danielson. Here you go. Let's run down the pinfalls. Ready? Danielson pins MJF. Twenty five minutes. MJF dick kicks uh, Danielson and pins him real quick. Then he pins him again at forty minutes. MJF submits, and then Danielson submits at the end in overtime. Uh, Brandon, I'll let you go first. So you, so you guys go. My takes are now out of style since I was, I was frustrated with the match. <laughs> That's right. Good. Uh, um, okay, I'll go first. Um, I, I love that uh, the disqualification quick pins. That was great. I also like that, you know, in, in these Iron Man matches, sometimes they get too high in the count with pinfalls. And and they do this weird thing where it's like, this is a title match. And we know that title matches between very good professional wrestlers are going to go 25 minutes, 30 minutes. We're used to that with New Japan Pro Wrestling. They go 40 minutes, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So they wait till the 25th minute before we get the first pinfall. And MJF cheating and then real quick pinning him was fucking great. I thought that was fantastic. And it kind of built to, as they wore down, the bleeding, and they were starting to wear down. I thought this was a fucking good match. This is very good. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I'm not going to complain about it. Um, you know, you get a victory for the bad guy the way the bad guy wins matches. Um, so, yeah, this was enjoyable. Uh, I don't... The only question I have... Well, we were also watching it with a friend of mine. We were sitting here, and I'm like, they better come out on Sunday night or Wednesday night and say, we found out that he had steroids in the water. Because <laughs> they kept talking about him drinking water. Yeah. He kept getting the bottle of water and drinking out of it. We've drug tested. USADA stepped in. They oh, drug tested MJ- amazing. MJF. And it's he was stimulants? using drugs to keep himself going. And the water was drugged. It was spiked with... You know, I mean, considering John Jones fought on Saturday night, maybe they can use some, you know, he was taking boner pills with steroids in them. I don't know. Hell yeah. Whatever the fuck they were going to do. What's I was, shit that, I was what's waiting the shit that the, for something to happen. I was what's hoping. The, what's the stuff ahead. that the cyclists uh, take to, uh, it's like some, adds more red blood cells or oh, something? Oh, no, they actually take their blood out of their body. <laughs> and then add something to it and yeah. pump it back into them? Go ahead. So, the, I was hoping, the only thing that I thought that they, they you know, I, I'm I was hoping that at some point, if they had some good, you know, like some good effects guy or some good guy who can like, you know, yeah, do yeah, that okay. kind of shit on the live end, have him like get kicked in the gut and go, throw it all up I'm out in the middle of the fucking ring. That well, would they mentioned it too. They mentioned it. They were like, you know, uh, I forget it was Taz that said it. Taz. Like, you know, he should be just rinsing it out of his mouth. If he's swallowing it, you know, that's not good. It's going to screw him up later on in this long I match. Never. I was just curious as to why he kept, why did they. 
So I'm thinking hopefully something comes of it. I didn't even think of that. I I was just like, we're watching. I was like, dude, like I thought that that was going to be why he lost or he was Wednesday. (laughs) I'm hoping Wednesday they're like MJF. We, we tested the bottles of water that were under the ring and MJF is now suspended without pay. And we're going to have a tournament for the 10. And it'll be like tournament the last six fucking months. And, (laughs) <laughs> but no, I like this. I also listen, I got to I'm assuming that he's doing this on purpose, but that fucking spray pan, spray tan is just getting worse by the second. It looked awful. It, it was, was running so into, bad. It was running into his white trunks when he got all bloody. So bad. <laughs> so, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, enjoyed I really it. liked it. And I like because Danielson comes to AEW and everybody thinks he's going to kick ass and he ain't won a championship yet. He's been there for a while now. He's he still put on fantastic matches, be, but yeah, yeah. You know damn right well if he wanted to, if he was like, yeah, I want to win with the title, they'd be like, okay, let's figure out right. how to do it. Let's get you to our next pay per view. Go ahead, Brandon. You're can, I ask you, <clears throat> can I just ask you guys a, a genuine question? Yes. Did you like put your phone down and and watch this for sixty seven minutes? I did not. Of course not. No. I fought off sleep. Okay. I taught this. I treated this like um, like I was watching a New Japan show where you know that the main event's going to go <laughs> thirty five minutes. So you're just like, eh, let me uh, let me let me hop on Godzilla Battle Zone real quick and uh, fight some monsters for the first fifteen minutes. No, I will add something and not mm-hmm. to step on you there, Brandon. But uh, uh, the only complaint I have in this match was the infinite pinfalls. I thought that went on. It took, me long, it took me out of it. I was like, "Oh God, that was a reach for your phone moment right there." Where Rinsberg, to, yeah, the, over and over and over and over. It went about it went about double the amount I think it should have. As far as like, when are you thinking? When, like, what time frame in this match are you saying? There was it. What do you mean? The back like, at what point of the match? Whenever they went through that period where they kept having the attempted pinfalls and family. So you're talking about the end of the like near. It was like, like the it was like thirty five to fifty minutes. It was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just, I, it took me out of it. I love Kill Bill. When they go to the anime section of Kill Bill, when they talk about Go-Go, Gojo, Jojo, whatever the Dan Cleaning lady was, they uh, that takes me out of the movie. And this took me out of the match. That's it. That's why I texted you guys, like, infinite pin, infinite kickouts. I'm just like, okay, we're just, what would it take to break? Kick out, kick out, kick out, kick out. Yeah, I, just, I was... I was I paid attention for after the first pinfalls when I really started paying attention. And also, you know, I think for... But there was a quick pin. Yeah, okay. I think for a slimy heel that MJF is, maybe it makes him even worse to be a human being. He can hang in the ring for fucking 60 minutes with Brian Danielson. Well, he was drinking... Uh, That's why <laughs> better have been. God, I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't have that much to say, to be it's honest. I... I uh I think we're pretty you can much shit all over it if you want. I th- well, I don't really want to. Uh I think we're we're pretty much on the same page on this card. I just landed on the other side attitude wise, maybe because I'm sick. I was uh hyper focused on these corny moments where MJF is yelling, "Dave, is this going to cost me a star?" I hated that. I did hate that. I am so sick and tired of them breaking the fourth wall. It's so stupid. It you know just, what I mean? Like, there's there's this fine line, and we talked about it and last. Or not last, just last. breaking the fourth wall to break it to that guy. It's just like, oh. yeah. They um, there's a fine line where you where WWE does it, where they ignore the crowd, like they're not there, where you're pretending you're like a high school play, 
And I can't stand that. But when you're like speaking to the smarks, like, come on, dude. That shit's corny as hell. I agree with you on that one. I didn't even hear him say it. Yeah, it was one of these. Frankly, I'm quite disgusted with you, MJF. He was taking some time. He was taking some time, and just to, just well, he's pretty organic, which I do is probably his strength is that he's confident enough in himself that he can organically react in a moment and give something of of value. But for that to be where his head's at is like he's he's wasting a couple minutes in a, at an Iron Man match, and him to be like, "What is Dave Meltzer going to think about this?" Honestly, like you know, he honestly thought that and mentioned it. I'm like, "Oh God!" Well, this kind of play into guys. his whole insecurity as the champ, like his insecure heel thing, where he cares more about what other people think and he doesn't really believe in himself. When other people, when baby yeah, don't really care what anybody thinks. That's Maybe why if, so if that was such a theme through the show, but right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're right, but it's just uh, I don't know. Uh, f- for that guy, it was just bothersome. Um, they, I'm trying to watch something where like I'm coming off of the night before I watched the mixed martial arts for a couple hours, and it's kind of just it always exists in the back of my mind with any fights, which is m- my own problem. But you watch these things for long enough, where you're like, boy, what would or any of these moves adding up to to mean anything to anyone, right. or what's good. And the, and that very much faded throughout this match. That kind of got on my nerves. And uh, as we discussed the week before, where we were like, a sixty-minute Iron Man match is supposed to be. These guys have fought five times. And it's just a two-two uh, and one one draw. Let's mm-hmm. settle it out for them to go <clears throat> to go to this first out the gate and then have that format not even be able to sort out the match. They have to go to overtime. It's just the the self-indulgence to me. I was like, fuck, like, just fuck you. We got to go to 68 minutes to, to sort these two out. I, was like, I mean, if you think about these 60-minute mi- uh, or these Iron Man matches in general, I mean, the only one I think that I like more than this one is probably Bailey and Sasha Banks from NXT. Some of them haven't aged all that great. I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. But yeah, you're right. It's like a if, if, if a common sense way to tell a story would be that you have to build to get to this. Well, no, it's, you I brought mean, up their one biggest. Of the, that's one of their biggest problems, I think. You yeah. brought up one of the best ones ever. I think is that Sasha Bell. It's my favorite of all. Yeah, time. that's what I just and said. It's, yeah. yeah, and it's and it's fucking, you know. Levels above this in storytelling, I think. Right. You know, but, but they went at it for minutes. so it long. 60. It was thirty minutes. The WWE. Well, Iron that was Man the match. second one. Was the Iron yeah. Man match? The first one was one where she was stomping on the hand. And yep. Yes. But look what led to it. Yep. That match led to it. Yeah, they had a. They also had a feud for a long time. Fabuloso. Yep. Good stuff. I don't know. I enjoyed this match. Um. I'm curious what Danielson does after this. Who's next takes, for MJF? Takes that vacation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Finally, maybe he's supposed to go on this. Yeah, bug ruined it just for to, everybody. Just to, yeah, just to interject here, I, I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy it. Like, it was fun. I it's probably 42 of those 60 minutes I was glued to the screen, which right. is a, a compliment to the match. 60 uh, minutes um, is a stretch. I mean, it's tough. I don't it's tough to pay attention I, for that. Yeah, uh, Maybe I'm only leaning into my discouraging remarks because you guys had plenty of positive ones the one the the one main one that i that i did have though is that mjf's kind of fizzled as a character here he's the the always be the worst guy possible heel thing would it would have been a great time to take him off him and and 
have two characters look more alive, and that we're not doing that now. What's next for MJF? Um, maybe CM Punk or or getting mad about CM Punk not being there because mm-hmm. he can't make enough money. That could be interesting. Danielson now, like Chris said, lost a couple in a row. What's relevant to him now? He looks pretty past. Looks pretty uh, past his prime. Anderson Silva, 2015, 2018. There, so. I mean, the only saving grace was is he lost this match because he got hit in the head with a metal, with an oxygen tank. Right. Right. So sure. he doesn't look bad. It doesn't look like he's like you know because like they talk about that and I do agree with it. Like you can't have eventually the guy that always loses. He comes out and he talks shit or he says whatever and you're just like, dude, you, you're the guy that always loses. You know, it doesn't, you know, they sometimes in pro wrestling, it's almost like they have it in their head that the fan base is going to forget the story. Like, like it's, 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 it's different books and not different chapters in the same book. Right. Whereas like me as a fan, I remember everything leads up to that story. Right. It's not like, okay, well, well, you know, um, Danielson wrestled MJF and lost, but when he moves on to another storyline, I forget that he lost to MJF. No, I remember that. That's part of the story. That's part of that character's complete character arc. And they have this, almost this thing in pro wrestling where it's like, yeah, but that happened before. We don't care about that anymore. They do that. It's just kind of an odd thing. But there's some guys that are performers or women or, you know, that are, Invincible and vulnerable to that that effect. I think uh, Tom Nakano is one of them, and we just talked about her. She loses all the fucking time. She shows up, you know it's going to be a banger, and you get excited about it. The day she yeah, does you win, you're going to be really, you'll blow the fuck up. Yeah, but stardom is loaded in depth. Like um, right. we just talked about, Hazuki can win a title, and I wouldn't blink an eye. That's not the case with AEW. So when you, there's a few relevant pieces in there, they're not necessarily getting shuffled around. I look at us having to talk to each other for two hours every week, and I'm like, oh boy. You're right, right, right. Well, good point. Uh, any final thoughts on the show, Brent? Ah, uh, yeah. Brent, uh, they're really nailing the indie crowd thing. <laughs> I, I definitely could see how you'd have fun watching this. I'm not even saying they didn't have fun watching it, but. Uh, I think I'm coming from the perspective of someone who has uh, requirements to do a podcast every two weeks that I'm happily signed up for, and I'm, I love to do. But I'm like, hmm, where does this go? What are we doing here? We'll have to figure some stuff out. But as a as a night of wrestling, good time. Chris, yeah, I'm with Brandon on that. It was it was enjoyable. I had a good time watching it. I'm glad I I watched it, and uh, you know, that's all we're at. I hated it all. No, I did like that they uh, compressed it down to less matches. At least it felt like less matches. Less bullshit. Yeah, there was only that one match, which was the US, the TNT championship match that was kind of like wedged in there. That was the, the toilet match, I guess. Yeah, and that was the toilet match. Um, other than that, everything was pretty good. Because sometimes, man, you get like, you know, a segment with Smart Mark Sterling in there yeah. and and they go, but, you know, I, I honestly, I thought we might end by 11.15, and it ended at quarter to 12. There's <laughs> a big fucking difference when you're a tired man. Yeah. Four hours? That's four, three, three hours and 45 minutes. I guess that's yeah. pay-per-view length. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Stardom manages to have really good pay-per-views that are done in three hours. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, if I was to give it a rating, I would give it uh, 87 out of 124. There you go. Like that? There you go. Sounds great. Yeah. All right, coming out of this, the only thing we have for um, Dynamite named, we're getting a no DQ match. You ready for this one? Stokely Hathaway versus Hook. <laughs> also, we're having we got that's a, a great TV match. That is, it's a great that's a TV. Great match. TV. Match. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah. TNT uh, title uh, match. But were you worried that how was it? my first thought was, oh, those two are fighting? Who's going to get disqualified? Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Just <laughs> <laughs> them beat the piss out of him. Uh, Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs won the uh, the big uh, ass ass tire. The ass inner tube, and uh, he is facing Wardlow next week or tomorrow for the TNT title. Powerhouse Hobbs winning on his first challenge, Brandon. He probably should after the the flat line there that will have a relatively exciting card. Yeah, I mean we all have we, you know every one of these shows has got to have a worst match, right? That was that was definitely the worst match. It wasn't terrible. It was just. Eh. I mean, if your worst match is Samoa Joe, it's not that bad, right? Right, yeah. Chris, final thoughts on uh, AEW this week? No, I, I, I no, I got no. I think I, I ran my course with my bullshit this week. Yeah. Uh, one, one point I wanted to make, uh, Brian Danielson did an interview, and he said that uh, G1 Climax is up in the air. It's up to Tony Khan. He's going to let him go. He said he'd like to go over with the Blackpool Combat Club. So he's about 30, 33% chance that he's going. The fact he's talking about it is a good sign for G1 Climax. Cesaro. Tony yes. Lazzoni. Tony Angeloni. Claudio Lasagna. Yes. Him in the <laughs> Japan ring. I think that's something to be seen. Claudio Castanero. Claudio Lasagna. Lazi Lasagna. Did anybody have a take on the uh, the drink throwing? I really don't. I'm just no, I don't drink. I don't have a take on it. What happened when he threw the he, drink on that kid? Yeah, we, he threw. A, he grabbed a drink out of the mom's hand and poured it on the kid. It was tequila. They're serving shots of tequila with a straw, apparently, at the fucking <laughs> the venue. That's not true. Um, and he. Um, that was, I don't know that it's not. I can guarantee you that kid was a plant. Are you kidding me? No, definitely was not a plant. He was backstage. Uh, they they sent out. Now we know what Amanda Huber does for the company. She went out, hung out with the kid, talked to him for a little bit. Um, they brought him backstage. He met all his favorite wrestlers. He got free tickets to the Sacramento show. Tonight. Oh, okay. Now he's, right. he gets the, the that was your don't to Sacramento, that's... California. Hold on, you guys are talking at once. Brandon, go. He gets the treat of having to travel up to Sacramento, California to watch a TV taping. <laughs> <laughs> if he got tequila soaked all over his Spider-Man underwear. He was pretty upset. He was apparently he was crying in the crowd. Let me, tell you something. Let me tell you something. I would be. That's what, all of a sudden poison alcohol is fucking all over your clothes. Your it's bad enough my mother's breath smells like it when she tries to kiss me goodnight. Yeah, all right. First of all, that's going to be the greatest moment of that kid's life. It goes down in history at as time. At the time, it's 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 uh, oh. it's it's a little little shitty. That being said, um, whoever, <laughs> that kid and his mother, that kid's mother had money to buy him a floor seat at anything, and that's at the Chase Center in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. Jesus, I can only imagine what's that. Worst, I, think, I think tickets in the last floor. row in that in that arena, <laughs> twenty grand. Right. I would I would 
wager that's the most expensive <coughs> ticket in America is the Chase of San Francisco. Right? Oh, it's San Francisco, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything. I always joke whenever we would go there that when it came home, my credit score was 200 points lower. <laughs> I mean, you, dude, sure. you drop. So when you go to San Francisco, we, there's a, in, uh, God, I can't remember what the name is. There's a square in the middle of, of the city. And, um, we stayed in a hotel there. Okay. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you're on vacation and you just fucking, especially when you're in a city, city vacay and you get like, I'm just fucking, I can't even think. Like I just want food. I don't know where the fuck to go. And it's fucking, I'm looking for some restaurant. There's a Macy's and on top of that Macy's is a fucking cheesecake factory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And San Fran for the cheesecake. Burger so burger. I went to the cheese. We were like, you know what? I was like, can we just my wife. Yep. Let's go. We're both dying and we can't think. So we go up to the cheesecake factory. I like cheesecake factory. hundred bucks with tip San Francisco. Cheesecake factory. Just like no drinks. No drinks. No drinks. No cheesecakes did you have? Well, I was pissed off. I, I always just assumed that's the only cheesecake factory I've ever been to, and I just assumed that there would be like, dun, 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 like cheesecake yeah, going not. around at conveyor belts. Now, I've only been to the one in Cherry Hill, and uh, I had like a chicken Caesar salad. They have the biggest fucking menu on the Your planet. Your menu is a fucking massive. <laughs> ridiculous. Cheesecakes on conveyor belts. You can hear like, you know, <laughs> every like 45 minutes. Dun, 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 dun. You know, the fucking steam whistle. Let everybody yeah, know. Don't work. Gotcha. So I have a take. Nobody asked. I have a take on the. Yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> if you, uh, my take is that if you were, you found it offensive or you really liked it, you stink. <laughs> I, just, I thought I, I thought it was just like a boring, like non thing. Right. Okay. The, the internet had to be yeah. like. The internet had take to be sides. like. I hate this. This was I fucked up. Or I love it. It's just like, well, yeah. You know what crazy. though? When he did it, I will say this. And now that you said that he, it wasn't. I just assumed because I would just figure, oh, if you do that to a kid in the audience, no matter what you do, they're gonna fucking sue you. They made them sue, not sign non-sue paperwork. Number one, right? But here's the other thing: when MJF threw it on him, didn't really throw it on him. He's like, it was like, it was. Like, uh-huh. He dumped it on his lap. Yeah, uh, yeah, Once but it again, wasn't he like, yeah. that. Like that. There was a little that. questioning oneself in there. I don't blame him. I'm not saying, but like, you know, it was like, eh, it was, if he, if it was a plant, the kid, if the kid was a plant, oh, he, he would have dumped it on his head. He would just be like, boom, thrown yeah. it right in his face. Right, right, right. So he was like a little stuffed cool. out while he was doing it. And he was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I thought it was good shit. He, yeah, he had I, a, during that whole segment, he, Went in there and he grabbed one of the trash cans and pretended to dump it on a, on one of the people standing nearby too. He was not a big deal. Up. If he didn't know, if no, he was it was whatever. I'm show, sure. Man. How could he know? It, it fucking happened. It's, it's it was okay. part of the show. It's not. You think he walked? You think he walked in the back and they were like, <laughs> and he was like, what? So I was fucking tequila. <laughs> I guarantee he's a pro. I guarantee he was like, hey, is that kid back here? Let me go see him after the yes, yeah. sure. I didn't find it offensive or particularly cool. Just to, well, no. okay. It was another thing that happened. But you gotta have it in my life. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You can't just be middle of the road. Can't be like, yeah, that was wrestling. That's called a live event. <laughs> On the back of the ticket, it says, "Watch out, things might hit you." 
You just that's don't expect it to be a glance of tequila. That's why we're here. That's it. Some, an eight some Gotta have a hot take. Everybody's gotta have a hot take. Vincent's back. Five. Uh, yeah, I was fired. Yeah, give me a fucking break. Next week, we are... Oh, wait a minute. Do I have anything else? No. Next week, we are covering New Japan Cup. All we're responsible for. New Japan Cup matches. Evil. I'll cover the evil match. Can I just okay, watch just the, the evil, evil match? <laughs> Break it down in minutia. Minute by minute. Yeah. That's what we're doing. You guys cool with that? Right yeah, all right. Cool? You don't have to watch AEW. You don't have to watch Stardom. We're going to just do Japan Pro Wrestling. That's what we're going to do going for. We're going to try to pick one thing. This week was in particular was a heavy wrestling. Imagine if we covered fucking Ring of Honor. We're doing it. Ring of Honor, we'd be doing fucking stardom. It'd be tough. I don't... I'm trying to grab one thing at a time before, so we don't get gassed out. Go ahead, Chris. I plan on not acknowledging, and this is not a knock on them, but not acknowledging the existence of Ring of, Ring of Honor until I absolutely have to acknowledge the existence of Ring of Honor. I think it's happening quick. Yeah, I think it is too. But I mean, like, unless they really deliver and it's something that we need to really talk about, I do... Well, they, I taped how, four, they taped a month. They did... Right. Uh, four tapings over the weekend last weekend, I guess. So two weekends ago. So in another month, we might pay attention. <laughs> See what happens. I'm not I'm fucking the Empire versus the Arsenal versus Dalton Castle versus the fucking Kingdom. The Empire. I'm the Empire it. is the Kingdom. The Empire and the Kingdom versus the Arsenal and the uh, Fiefdom. Madison Square Taven. That's right. He's back, Brandon. Well, how do you feel about Madison MST has returned? He never left in my heart. How do you feel that you didn't buy one of those shirts? I have with them a little bit. I think you can still buy one. You still got it. <laughs> yeah. I was on there. I was perusing uh, Pro Wrestling Tees the other day because Jungle Kiona came out with like a fundraiser T-shirt. It's ugly as hell, but I bought it anyway because the money goes to help her with her surgeries and all this shit. So, um, yeah, it's still on there. <laughs> That's the last thing I need. Another black wrestling T-shirt. Oh my god! I try to buy all colored ones. They're different colors. I got a white Nazi boy shirt on. I buy zero. My, my wife likes uh, likes being black. It's slimming. Hides my tits. That's how you get the sex, dude. That's how I get the bang zone. <laughs> on that note, Dick, mm-hmm. you having to poop? Thank you for joining Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. At Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. I'm Jim. Brandon. <laughs> I'm Jim. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim again. We'll be back here next week.